What is up, everybody? We have 10 minutes to talk about how to sharpen a fixed blade knife. Now, I've got esteemed colleague Ryan Muckener to my right, good friend Brad Brooks from Argali across from us right now. The fixed blade knife, one of the handiest tools you can have in your arsenal, particularly if you're big game hunting, things like that, but they can get dull. Now, a couple years ago, I was talking to Brad, and we're talking about knives, at least I thought we were talking about knives. He goes, well, do you have a leather strop? And I said, well, I don't really know what you're getting at, but it sounds really exotic, and I don't know if I'm interested. But it was something completely benign and very useful. So, Brad, maybe real quick, introduce yourself and tell us how we take our knife from dole to a razor's edge in the field, and uh, particularly for a guy like myself that maybe a little bit forgetful, maybe your uh, care of your knives isn't that good, and then you, you get something down and you go to cut it up or you know field dress it, and you're like, damn, this thing is dull. What do I do now? I'm in the field. It's a real pickle. Uh, <laughs> so it's not a situation you want to find your find yourself in. So uh, Brad uh, owned a company called Argali, and I'd say you know I know first of all, best solution is like sharpen your knife before you go into the field. But if you're just like you know got kids or you're just forgetful like me sometimes you just throw in your gear and you're like oh it's probably fine so i think the, the first thing you want to do is just like assess like how dual your knife is so you know you can do a lot with the naked eye and tell what's going on so i would just kind of flip your uh your your knife upside down and kind of try and look down um the sharpening edge of your knife and you know if you can see kind of light ref refracting off in different weird angles down the edge you almost might be able to tell if like your sharpening edge is kind of like turned one way or the other as you go down the edge. If that's the case, you can kind of see a lot of like small little burrs. What I would do, that's, that's a, you know, a good time to try out stropping. And if you strop a knife, I'm going to show you how to do it here in a second. And it doesn't sharpen your knife. What that tells you is you need to get a little bit more aggressive with your sharpening, but it's a good place to start. A general rule of thumb with sharpening your knife is less is more. So you shouldn't assume that you need to just start like, you know, shaving off metal off your knife, especially if you have a really nice, fancy knife, because uh, once that metal's gone, you can't glue it back on. Right. So what I do, this is our, our Kodiak belt, by the way. So this is our field belt knife sharpener we make. Uh, we have a chunk of vegetable tan leather on sewed onto the belt here. The reason vegetable tan leather is important, and I'm not going to go into like tanning processes, but vegetable tan leather it's stiffer and that stiffness uh, helps with the stropping process. Now, guys that are really into stropping, you can put compounds in your leather. So there's different kinds of compounds you can buy that essentially provide some grit and allow that leather to kind of catch that metal. Now, when you're stropping, as you're pulling it, you're gonna pull your knife kind of back across the leather and you're gonna try and cover the sharpening surface with each stroke and you wanna get it right to you want to hold the knife at approximately your bevel angle. So with our knives, let's say we use a 20 degree bevel uh, on our sharpening edge. So you kind of want to hold your knife at about 20 degrees and you just want to pull it back across with mild pressure. And you don't have to do it fast. And you don't have to apply like really severe pressure, but some pressure is helpful. So quick so question for you that. on this. When you said that 20 degree angle, assuming if, if the user knows they have a knife with a 20 degree bevel on it, fantastic and if they're accustomed to that do you have any tips for like achieving that angle in the field like some sort of visual or mechanical indicator that you can use to try to hit about 20 degrees i've heard like stacking like two nickels or a penny if this is flat yeah 20 degrees is about like that okay okay that's helpful. 
Oh, yeah. It's really hard. It takes just a little bit of practice. You don't have to be precise. I mean, the thing with dropping is it's an imprecise way to, to uh, try and sharpen or get your edge back. The handy thing with our belt. So if you put the, the knife on the, um, on the belt, you run it like you can run, make a handle out of it and you can actually uh, set it on there. And that's about 20 degrees too. It's kind of hard to see. So yeah, just real quick, our Kodiak belt, it's just a field belt and knife sharpener in one. We designed this for guys that are hunting. And if you're going to be carrying a belt, why not have it be made out of materials that can sharpen a knife? So it has a leather strop on it. There's a tungsten carbide bar on the top, which essentially works like a sharpening stone or sharpening steel, very effective way to sharpen. And then on the back, you have 800 grit diamond grit and a fishing hook sharpener. So more aggressive on the back, if you really need to reshape your blade on the top, you can use the sharpening stone, um, sort of scrape any burrs or edges off. And then you have the leather strop. So yeah, it's, I mean, guess it, guess at your angle. You don't have to be precise. Uh, remember, all you're doing is sort of bending that tip back. So when you're when you're stropping, you know the closer you are to that bevel angle, as you as you pull it across the leather, you're going to be bending that tip back towards straight. And so as you strop, and you you know let's say you do 10, 12, 15 strokes on either side of your knife, um, that should be enough if you use the right bevel angle to notice some sharpness coming back to your knife. So let's say you do that. Try cutting some more. And if you notice an increase in sharpness, great. You've, you're, you should have, maybe you should be done. If you don't notice anything, any difference, that means you either use the incorrect bevel angle or more than likely you need to get a little bit more aggressive with your sharpening. And that's when you would go to like a ceramic rod, uh, a diamond grit, or something a little bit more aggressive that can help you sort of reshape your blade. And when you do that, so let's say you're going to use, you're going to use our belt, or let's say you've got you know, any other millions of products out there that like have ceramic sharpening rods. Key there is to make, make sure you have the right bevel angle and you're going to go towards the angle of your blade. So with stropping, you're pulling away with ceramic rods, uh, sharpening steels, you're going to go towards the edge or your cutting edge like that. And different schools of thought, you can sharpen one side of your knife until you get a burr and then switch to the other side. I say that um, if you're completely reshaping your knife, so your knife is like completely dull, that's a great option. I would say for most people, you can just alternate sides and you'll be fine. And you go, for, I would go from like ceramic rod, do like, you know, 10, 15 strokes on their side, strop 10, 15 strokes. That should give you quite a bit of um, sharpness back to your knife. Okay. So, yeah. If you're, if a person's like, man, this thing is, toast right now i'm trying to create a burr could you describe like even what a burr is or how you i've done it eureka i've, I've made a burr yeah a burr is essentially as you sharpen one imagine um let's see it's a good visual imagine as you sharpen one side of your knife and you're taking metal off mm-hmm. you're almost like pushing the other side of that let's say this is the sharpening edge of your knife as you sharpen this side you almost roll over some amount of material to the other side. And so you almost end up getting this like, imagine a small wave of metal that comes across the other side. Okay. So that tells you this side is sharpened at a really nice flat angle, whatever that is, 20 degrees, 18, 19 degrees. And then the other side, you would go to the other side. And once you get that consistent burr all the way down the length blade, then you would switch over to the other side of your knife 
and do the same number of, you know, sharpening strokes on that side. And theoretically that would, then you would remove all the, all the metal that has created that burr. Mm-hmm. And then you would get a nice, even edge. That makes sense. Absolutely. A nice, even shape. Yeah. And then of course you'd have to go down, you know, usually when you're creating a burr, you're using a fairly aggressive, uh, like heavy coarse grit product to create that burr. And then you'd have to go down to like a medium grit, a fine grit, and a super fine grit to make it sharp. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's almost like in some ways, like the reverse process of what we did before where you're, you kind of started off like slow and then like, yeah, you know, I need to kind of step it up. Like that's like maybe like a more obvious case where like, no, like I know exactly where I need to start. We're going to stop at the top and or start at kind of like the, the most aggressive and then work our way down and, and slowly kind of get that super razor yeah. sharp fine edge. 100%. You should really never have to in the field try and recreate a burr on your knife. Like if you're doing that, like you're in really bad shape. Like you have a horrible knife. It'd be like trying to, you know, if you're cutting something off like a butter knife, you're like, why isn't this thing sharp? You know, you might just consider leaving the field and going and getting under a knife and going back in. Like it's not an ideal situation. And typically any of the modern day sharpening implements, you should be able to get your knife to a functional standpoint when you're out hunting, which is really what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Now, if a person, like, it, it can be, even though you, you showed us, an, and on the belt there, which is really, like, a very in, ingenious product, Brad, so uh, kudos to why, you. Why, thank you, Mark. Because it, it really is cool. But if a person maybe isn't exactly sure, like, we're talking about, like, that approximate 20-degree bevel, as long as they're consistent, like, let's say for some reason they're, like, you know, they're sharpening by hand, and, and they're at 30 degrees, if they're just kind of maintaining, I guess, consistency Consistency on both sides is that okay yeah it's okay it's it's good to practice at home a little bit um because imagine if you're if the the shape of your bevel angle blade is like this and you're sharpening at an angle like this you you could probably get some sharpness back like you'll but it won't last very long so the closer you are to the shape of your blade the bevel angle the, the better you're going to be and the more sharpness you're going to get back. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, you know, you can get some degree of sharpness back, but it won't be as long lasting or as durable. So, I mean, literally a tiny amount of practice at home is go, will go a long ways. And I think most guys are like, oh, I'm not going to practice on my knife is dull. Practice on your old crummy knives. Like don't practice on your hunting knife, but just like, you know, at home, every, I'm sure everybody has like, just like an old knife old pocket knife that's dull or a kitchen knife that's dull, like practice on those knives. That's a great way to practice. Mm-hmm. I have a drawer of those knives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same here. We need to get yourself a Kodiak. Belt. I guess so. I'm floored. That thing's beautiful. What about, should a person be worried if they're sharpening and they get like uh, scratches like on, I'll say like the side of their knife. Does that, is that normal? Like, you know, just kind of like the flat side of the knife sure. or, or, or are they doing something wrong there? I don't think it doesn't really matter. I mean, it might affect any, uh, any friction on your knife blade is going to cause it to feel as though it isn't as sharp. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Any imperfection in that knife blade can result in it not feeling as sharp. Um, but on the side of your knife, like it, you know, it's, it's the difference is, hardly going to be perceptible the friction on the cutting edge is what you'll notice more than anything so if you get some scratches like just above your cutting surface but on the sort of the side of your bevel Mm -hmm. um, those can affect the way it feels in terms of like you know how sharp it feels when you're using it but 
small difference. Mm-hmm. Now, knives are made of different steels, and this is probably actually a whole other podcast, either another 10-minute or possibly even a full length. But uh, you make some actually some, some killer knives, Brad, uh, and I've really enjoyed uh, using them over the past couple yeah. seasons. But, you know, you've got, I guess, you know, simplifying it. You've got harder steels and, and softer steels. What should maybe a person be looking for in a fixed blade? Or maybe it just depends on personal preference. And then, like, maybe with your knives, talk about the steel that you're using in them. Maybe a little why behind that. And then I'm going to three-part this question, though. Just so a person goes, man, you know, I did 15 strokes, and maybe it didn't do anything. But maybe they've got, like, a really hard steel knife or something. Yeah, so... Think of, you know, all steels are on a spectrum from like soft to hard. And I don't think there's necessarily a, there some are better than others, but there are trade-offs no matter where you're at on that spectrum. You go to a really hard steel knife, like S90V, hold an edge forever. Good luck field sharpening it, right? You go down on the super soft end, they're going to be, this is your value price knives. And they're going to be very easy to sharpen and shape. They're not going to hold an edge very long at all. Um, for I think for a hunting application, you want something that's slightly on the harder end because you want that edge retention, but you also want that sharpenability in the field. And for for me in particular, like I don't I don't particularly like having to sharpen my knife halfway through an animal. So we use S thirty five VN steel in all our knives. A lot of hunters are familiar with that steel; it's becoming quite popular. It's just a brand of steel. It's a it's an expensive steel but it'll last, it'll last you for a long time. It's on the harder spectrum, but you can also get your edge back in the field. So, you know, if you have the harder your steel, the more time and effort it's going to take to sharpen, like to your point, Mark. So if you've got like an S90V or something that's like, you know, 63, 64 HRC, HRC is just a hardness scale. That's a very hard steel. And you're going to have to put more effort into shaping it and sharpening it as opposed to something with softer end, which you'll softer end, which you, you will notice differences like right away in uh, when you strop it. The thing with stropping though, stropping is really effective for quality steels where, you know, with like S35, when you feel that this thing is getting dull, it's usually not because you've smashed your edge. It's because you have those burrs and imperfections in the, in the cutting surface. And so stropping with this knife, you can bend those, those imperfections out. Um, with a with a lower quality steel that's really soft, when it gets dull, it's oftentimes because you smash that edge. So you spend more money on a nicer fixed blade knife. It's harder, is a little bit of sticker shock, but it's much easier to sharpen in the field. I think it's just a better tool for hunting mm-hmm. personally, and it'll last a long time. If you uh, like, as far as like you know, maintenance, is it a good idea? Like, if you stay on top of it with the strop. Like, is that kind of your, is like, is that, what would you do? Would you just kind of be like, be mindful of it and not let it get past that point where you kind of need to be more aggressive with that blade? Do you just kind of strop it every now and again? Or what, what's your plan there? Yeah. So, I mean, I named the, the Kodiak belt got its name from a trip to Kodiak last year. We um, killed like six deer in, in a couple of days and I just used one knife to cut everything up. And the way my strategy for that, and generally my strategy is stay on top your edge. So you cut up an animal, you know, even if you cut up half an animal and just do a few licks on the strop, that's going to be better than, than letting it go completely and then trying to get it back. So a little bit can go a long ways uh, in that regard. Eventually, though, like stropping will not, is unlikely, I should say, to keep your knife like really sharp, like forever. 
you're going to have to get more aggressive at some point. Okay. Um, and then I, yeah. And so at that point in time, I use the, the tungsten carbide bar on our knife. It's a little bit more aggressive and that essentially functions like it's, it'll scrape the edge off on, uh, of your blade off. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Now we've definitely gone over time here, but guess what, Ryan? <laughs> we don't have Jim here to tell me to be quiet. We're so, driving the ship. We're driving the ship. So I'm going to ask another question. This kind of goes back to that maintenance side of things. Do you have, we can do what we want. We're like unsupervised <laughs> children. Do you have any tips for a person? Uh, we're kind of talking about this pre-podcast. I was like, oh, those are great ideas. You know, to for that maintenance or things you can do to um, help preserve that edge? Yeah, so I, you know, when, when you get home, clean up your meat, get all your gears put away, you know, take the time to sharpen your knife before you put it away. And then, you know, put a little bit of oil, like mineral oil. Uh, I, I use just a food grade mineral oil, mineral oil. I got off Amazon. I put that on my knives. Um, you can get, so oxidation, even if you have a stainless steel, you know, just moisture in the air can oxidize the edge of your blade. So you let it sit in your house and it, it actually will wear away at the sharpening edge. So, um, not a, you know, not a ton, but it just kind of depends on how long that knife's sitting, sitting in storage. So it's, it's not, it's not really a lot of work. Get a little bottle of mineral oil on Amazon for cheap, sharpen it, coat it, and then put it away. I got a question for you. Of all the critters that you've cut up, which animal do you feel has the, the worst hide to get through and, and is the hardest on knife edge? I haven't cut one up. Uh, but I am fairly certain that, uh, wild pigs are the worst. Sure. Just cause they're coated in mud and crud. And... Yeah. And just like pig hide is tough. Yeah. I mean, elk, elk hides can be thick and especially around the neck, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the thickness of the hide around the neck on elk will dull your knife out real fast. You know, always, I always, you know, the more you can cut from underneath the hide instead of sawing through hair, the better, I mean, that's a fairly obvious one. And yet I still see my buddies when we're out butchering an animal, just like sawing through hide a bunch. But yeah, I'm pretty sure we have a lot of uh, customers down in Texas. And I hear pretty consistently from those guys that like that uh, hog hides are about the toughest thing you can saw on. I've heard that from a few different folks as well. So awesome, Brad. Well, I appreciate you covering this very, very important topic, as at least at at press time we're going into fall and hopefully a lot of uh, animals and critters will be hitting the ground and and heading to folks freezers here shortly but uh yeah thank you brad thanks everybody everybody for listening if you've got any tips and tricks that you've used along the way let us know that and uh we want to hear about them there's definitely more than one way to skin a buck a bear or a bull so there's uh, lots of good tips out there so uh give us those give us your tips and uh until next time Thanks, everybody. See ya. Bye.